In this episode of The Cole Memo, I sit down with my friend Brady to talk about his crazy fucking job. Here's a taste at what's going to be in this episode. I don't know. I had somebody call. The kids got a hold of tasers. They were fucking chasing other kids with them out in their courtyard. Little ass kids, too. Maybe like, I don't know, ages nine through like 12, maybe. Just tasing the fuck out of each other out there. Just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man. I take it pretty easy on the kids out there. I give them a lot of slack. Like, we've had maintenance guys that literally, like, would pull up the kids. <laughs> yeah, just fucking start yelling at the kids and shit. The last time, dude, the last time a maintenance man yelled at a fucking kid, they broke my truck window. Like, I fucking yelled at him. Yeah. Maintenance dude yelled at some kid, and the kid was like, I'm going to break your fucking window. And then he's like, yelled something back. And then I went off to do some work orders and shit. I come back for lunch, and my fucking truck window's broke. I was like, fuck me. You're fucking live. it's my hope that this episode reminds you that there's more to life than drug policy which is mostly what we talk about here at the cole memo once again i am your host cole preston and every episode of the cole memo is released in audio video and transcript format to find the transcript audio or video version of any episode please refer to the description of the episode that you're listening to now within that description you can find a link that will take you to our website which will display the transcript for this episode and the platforms where you can find this episode in audio or video format If you're unable to locate the episode description on whichever platform you're listening from, simply note the episode number and visit thecolememo.com. You can find the corresponding episode from there, and then you'll be able to access the audio, video, or transcript version of that episode. You might also find any links that we reference during the episode so that you might be able to do your own research. If you're not listening to this episode of The Cole Memo on Patreon, then you're listening to this episode later than our patrons. To become a patron, go to thecolememo.com slash Patreon. Once again, that's thecolememo.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It's a great way to support our show. It's only $3 a month, and it gets you immediate access to all new episodes of our show. One of the best ways to support our show is absolutely free. Subscribe to or follow our show. Leave us a positive review from wherever you're listening to us from. Favorite this episode, give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment or post a review. Your engagement and support is appreciated. Enjoy this episode of The Cole Memo. Today is 10-29, October 29th, 2023, And let's see, when did I record this interview? It looks like this interview was recorded on October 19th, starting around 5.23 p.m. Enjoy the episode. just like this i don't know if you got a chance to listen to uh the podcast beforehand but it's this is the vibe this like okay. we're, we're on right now you know okay. so okay. it's like so you just go back in and kind of edit everything together make yeah i see i see yeah. I, get what I get what you're putting down i get what you're putting down yep so um 
Well, we're, we've sparked up some weed, and uh, like just generally speaking, what's uh, the position? What, what's your job position, and, and how did you find this job? I think it'd be cool to start there. Yeah, yeah. Well, funny enough, I mean, I spent years just in food service, cooking, started off fast food, did the German restaurant for a long time. Uh, when that place closed, I went to Amazon, just something different, something easy to get hired on, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But uh, after that, I... I just went through a temp service. I called temp service, told them uh, no factory work. I didn't want factory work. And they're like, all right. They stuck me at, they stuck me over there, mind you. They stuck me over there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, I've been a maintenance man ever since. Yeah. Simple, so, simple title, but complex job. It, you know, requ- it entails a lot more. Yeah. What's uh, the first crazy uh, thing that you remember happening at your job? Uh, cause you're just thinking so, maintenance crazy to me, I guess. Cause I don't come from, you know, I come from, like I said, I come from a food world. Everything's real clean around you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, my first day, my first day, I was just out picking up trash, doing groundskeeping, normal stuff, which wasn't wild. You know, I kind of figured I'd be picking up trash, but, uh, about halfway through the day, the guy I work with, uh, to get the only guy who's still there since I've started, he, uh, pulled up to me in his little golf cart and he goes, Hey, I need your help. And I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm going to get some maintenance experience because I didn't mm-hmm. know how to fix anything. I'm looking for experience. I'm, you know, a new homeowner looking how to fix stuff. And uh, I hop in the golf cart with him, and we went over to the apartment, and he handed me a gloves and paper towels, and I cleaned up human shit water all day instead. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, yeah, can I cuss on the podcast? Yeah, okay. fuck yeah. Yeah, I, my, literally my first day, four hours into the job, it was just somebody's house that seemingly had caved in with shit from the upstairs toilet it had been clogged and leaking out the bottom but they hadn't said anything so they just let it go until literally the ceiling caved in with because it rotted human through the floor. feces yeah wow so my first day four hours into this brand new job that's what i'm doing i have a squeegee in somebody's house just pushing mounds of human shit with this strange dude i have no idea about because he's he's a stoner too so my first day he's talking to me about aliens and all this wild shit i'm cleaning up some stranger shit on their floor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so four hours in, I already knew this was a wild job, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, you, you had told me some stories last time, so I'm sure we'll go all over the place, but, um, you know, one of the stories that I think that a lot of people will really enjoy. And maybe if you're comfortable with this, we could even display the before and after picture you showed me. Um, the, the dog you reg- rescued. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to tell that story? Beethoven, yeah, yeah. yeah. About this in my phone, yeah. Beethoven, he uh, oh, and you don't have to pull up the pictures now. We can, I can add oh, it perfect, post. Perfect. So, so Beethoven, he uh, he, we found him in March, is when we found him. It was in a unit, and oddly enough, I I won't say anything bad about the people because they aren't it's a weird situation. I can't really say that they're super nice because they neglected an animal really badly, but they're not like the type of people you would normally expect to neglect an animal. I guess yeah. I can put, put it to you like that clean house you know everything's clean but this dog we uh i went in there one week and he was oh you're good i'm, I'm moving around <laughs> but uh yeah so the dog we went in there one week and uh he was in there i noticed him in the cage he was he was looking pretty rough when i saw him and i felt bad but mm-hmm. i don't know it's one of those things about my job that i've learned is i i love animals i can't take every animal home you know yeah. what i'm saying i mean i can call animal control which i which I have done before if it's if it's a bad enough situation. But uh, I don't know. I felt really bad. I mentioned it to the guy I worked with, and then he came back a few days later to the same place. And uh, he's a little more, uh, I don't know, impulsive, I, I guess you could say, than I am. So 
he's already got four dogs, but he saw the dog, and when he came back, the dog was laying in its own piss and shit. I mean, at least, at least an inch deep. It it was bad. No fur. I mean, yeah, obviously malnourished. And uh, he just asked. He just told the lady, he's like, "Hey, I'll give you a twenty dollar bill for that dog right now." And he walked out the door with it. He showed up to. Uh, I was working at an empty apartment. He showed up with the dog, and uh, I don't know. It was just it was sweet as can be. I've never rescued a dog in a bad situation, man. They just look at you like they need help. And man, I was, I was bare hand, like scrubbing shit out of this dog's fur. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then after that, it was just, it was just meant to be. I'd never said I'd have three dogs, but we always say it was circumstantial. You know, I, I bathed the shit off of him. I still have him. He's when we found him, he was, I think 30 pounds. And the last vet trip he took, which was a couple weeks ago, cause He's, he's got a little something going on with his tail, but he last vet trip he was about sixty five pounds, fully healthy, and man, you totally different dog. I thought he was gonna be like real laid back when we brought him home. No, he's destructive. He's wound up. He's, he's the center of attention twenty four seven. Yeah, we'll be in cage bound for as long as it sounds like they were. And that's the wild thing too, because I think I mentioned last time I came over that uh, when uh, I brought him home, he walked flat footed, and yeah, he walked really weird. And I, I assumed it was from, I don't really know what I assumed it was from. I just never really thought much of it. The dog was fucked up. You know what I'm saying? It walked fucked up too. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> we found out from the vet that it had actually spent so much of its early life in the cage that it didn't have any muscle structure. Like it literally just had a hard time holding itself up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But man, he's strong as an ox now. Drag my other dogs around the house. It's, I don't know. It's one of those things that like. I don't even know if he remembers because he's just, I ain't going to lie, he's not the brightest dog. He's the stupidest <laughs> dog I've owned. I don't even know if he remembers any of that, but every time I look at him, it's just like, I don't know. It's just a good feeling. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, yeah. you, you got the one-eyed cat, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just a good feeling. Yeah, it's a good feeling to know that you impacted something's time on Earth to oh, make yeah. it Especially better. something... You know, especially an animal like something so innocent. You know, what I'm saying yeah. like it never did anything. It was just born and just put in a cage. Like mm-hmm. it's just I don't know. Watching I watched I watched Beethoven experience stepping on grass for the first time. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah. it's like raising like a little a little child. It's just it's definitely been I would say out of like because at my job I've had a lot of up ton. It's like a roller coaster every day. So I've had a lot of positive experiences with residents and all kinds of shit. But like. I think everything that's happened there has probably been my like number one topics like experience. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's my favorite thing that's happened. And I don't know. I just love that dog. I would take a bullet for that dog. <laughs> Hell yeah! Another funny story I remember you telling me. Uh, I might have the details wrong. Um, you traded weed for a turtle. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Uh... <laughs> Which, by the way, is completely legal. I hope you know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It was, it there was no cash transaction. It was no, just no. A, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I worked, so, funny enough, I worked with a guy. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just call him Chris for story's sake. Yeah. But Chris, he was, he's a character. I, love, I mean, the dude's hilarious. I still talk to him to this day. But he's a short little Puerto Rican guy. He's just, he's one of those people that's just got a lot of energy all the time. You know what I'm saying? But he hit me up one day. He was like, hey, man. He was like. I know you got some of that real good stuff I tried the other day. He was like, would you want to do a little trade? And I was like, oh, sure. So I'm thinking, I don't even know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's going to bring me something, like something <laughs> worth my while. But uh, no, he shows up with a turtle. And well, so he told me on his way to my to my house that he had a turtle, which I was I was actually kind of excited about. I've always wanted like a little, little red-eared slider, like a little hard-shell turtle, you know. 
But uh, he shows up, and he's got this little container, man. He opens it up, and he shows me this turtle, and it's not a uh, not a normal looking turtle. It's a, I don't know if I showed you a picture of it last time, but it's a uh, it's a soft shelled turtle. So it's got like the long nose. It looks like a flat little slimy pancake. You know what I'm saying? It's ugly as sin. Like it's not. It's a face only a mother could love. Yeah, but I still have it. It's I don't really want it anymore, but I yeah. still I still have it. It's it's a good little pet. He's entertaining. You've got it. That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, there were some other crazier stories that that you tell me, and maybe this is that you told me, and maybe this is the part where we spiderweb a bit. I'm rolling up some more joints. Uh, you know, again, maybe this isn't crazy by some people's standards. As you said earlier, maybe we're just sheltered kids or something. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but tell me, yeah, like I said, you were kind of going down a list of some fucking crazy shit that you've seen. And if, you know, if you miss any that I remember, I'll, I'll bring them up. But oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, people, people ask me about a list. It's always hard. Cause I know it's hard is, to do it on the top. Extensive. Yeah. Right. So I always have, I always, I always have a few like example stories I always mm-hmm. pick out. Like, uh, one of the units we did, there was a lady living there, and it was obvious she was a cat lady. Like, she liked cats, but we didn't know the extent of it. So I know when she moved out, it was like, oh, man, it was bad. I mean, you couldn't even see the – we have hardwood floors in that unit, and you couldn't see the – it looked like a dirt floor because, like, the dried cat shit to the floor. And uh, that was a unit we actually – animal control was shorthanded that day, so me and the other maintenance man, we actually gloved up with, like, oven mitts, and we helped catch nine feral cats that were living in that unit. We caught nine live ones, one dead one. And the crazy thing is, is I was under the impression, this was when I was a little newer, I was under the impression that maybe somebody left a window open or somebody let those cats into this unit. But the guy I work with, we, uh, he, he, he's worked there longer than me. He knew the people that lived there. And that's just how they live. They lived with those. They, every feral cat that would come into a courtyard, they would open their door and let it come into like their little inside colony yeah and that's just that's how they live they had like and these aren't i don't know they had like nice things they had like a 700 dollars like one of those big automatic litter boxes but it was just mm-hmm. like piled with cash like they just i don't know man it was like i think it's a mental mental problem with the cat people out there yeah but we've had that i mean i've seen uh one of the really bad units i had to do this is man this one haunts me uh we had a unit they sent me into it was my first, because I started off doing grounds and just kind of assisting. It was my mm-hmm. first week as an actual maintenance man, like, working on things. And they put you in empty units so you can get good practice without, you know, people's belongings in the way and shit. Yeah. They sent me to this unit. I have to clean it out first. It's an eviction unit. There's, you know, there are possessions in there and stuff. And uh, I get to the upstairs. I get to the upstairs bedrooms. And every bedroom's got a mattress. And I flip a mattress. And it, well, I've, I've never seen a bed bug before. That's it's like I've heard horror stories, nightmares of them, and like I said, I've never seen a roach before this job either. So the roaches were already. This place had so many roaches. I was in a full clean suit, and this place has carpet. And as I was walking across the carpet, it was crunching. And if you put a, I put my hand, I had gloves on, I put my hand to the carpet, you could feel the carpet felt like it was moving because there were so many roaches living under the carpet. And this is like I'm in there two days after these people moved out. This is a family with three, four small children that live upstairs. So the roaches were already blowing my mind. It's the only apartment I've ever seen, like, full-grown, like, flying roaches. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers were flying at me. Yeah, wild. So I'm in there, like, in a full clean suit, fucking face shield, roaches bouncing off of me. I'm just trying, I'm trying, because we don't, 
we don't get pest control. We don't get the units clean before we do maintenance. So I have to go in and do all that work in these nasty fucking units. You know what I'm saying? So I'm in there doing that shit. And at this point, I've worked there long enough. I'm used to the roaches. I can deal with that. But uh, I go upstairs, man, and the fucking mattresses. I flip one of the mattresses, and it's just covered in bed bugs. Like, it literally looks like somebody took, like, a red marker and just, like, speckled the thing. And like I said, I've never seen a bed bug. But the guy I work with has warned me about him, so I Googled him, saw the picture, and, oh, man. Luckily, I got out of there. They didn't make me do any work in there. I had, like, a full, like, body inspection in, my, in the bathroom because I was freaking the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? I'm a pretty clean person. I don't do, do like, bug infestations. But uh, it just blows. It blew my mind. So, like I said, I was in there two days after these people were in there. And these mattresses that I'm flipping, man, they're, like, little, like, car mattresses and shit, like, kids' mattresses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as I'm flipping the mattresses, like, I'm flipping the kids' mattresses that are infested with roaches and bed bugs. And then I'm going through the kids' closets. And there's, like, the parents were, like, stashing their guns and their bullets and their pills. And there's, like, bags of, I'm talking, like, gallon Ziploc bags of pills in there and shit that they left behind because the sheriff made them fucking leave that day yeah. and shit. It's, I don't know. It's wild, man. It's, it's fucking wild. That's insane. Wild. Yeah. In a kid's closet. Yep. Yep. And that's... It's actually, believe it or not, it's actually one of the most common hiding places out, like, where I work is their children's closets or, like, children's mattresses in between okay. shit. Yeah. What, like, what are the types of things you'll find? Like, guns oh, and just drugs? Yeah. And- so, I will say, I, I haven't found, in my whole year of working there, I haven't came across any actual guns. I found quite a few pellet guns, BB guns. Uh, the main thing is just drugs, just tons of drugs. We'll find, like, empty pill containers. I find a lot of shit, like, stuffed in kids' bedrooms, fucking... I don't know, man. It's just, I guess I, I don't have kids and I'm not even somebody that likes kids, yeah. but the thought of just like stuffing your, I don't know, drugs or just, cause we're not talking like, like when I say drugs, I'm not referring to like shrooms or like weed or like that kind of shit. I'm talking like Coke and pills, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and not even like, not even like prescription pills, like pressed pills, like sketchy pills. And it's just like, that's wild, man, to like expose your children to that at such a young age and just live like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and just to hope that they don't fucking take any. Yeah, because, I don't know, it blows my mind that, I don't know, that something in me, like, wants to believe that these people, like, know that the way they're living is wrong. But the thing is, is, like, I hear stories from some of these people. Some of these people aren't, like, fucked up people. You know what I'm saying? You talk to them. If you if you talk to them, they could be your coworker, and you probably never knew they lived like that. You know what I'm saying? And when you talk to them, like, I've heard stories. And the wild thing is, is that's just, like, how they were... That's how they they were, they were raised. That's just right. how they think people live. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. I just... I don't know. If you don't know any differently... No, I would just, like, love to walk people around, like, my home. Like, my home's, and I'm not saying it's fucking spotless, but it's a clean home, you know sure. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like this. It's a clean home. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's still, it doesn't phase me as much anymore, but every now and again, if I let myself think about it too much, it's still, like, it definitely still blows my mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's one thing you ta- talked to me about last time, and by the way, there's another joint for you if you want. Oh, yeah. Um, by you talked about that last time how you like when you go into work and it almost sounded like what i've heard i've interviewed like police officers and former military and sometimes what they'll say going into the job or whatever they might be doing is they turn something off in their head and they turn on like i'm just a cop now or something like that you kind of described something similar yeah it's definitely like that i mean obviously i don't deal with like i I right you're not going to combat i was actually (laughs) i was just talking to the sheriff the other day about 
uh, when I was doing evictions with him about his job. But, like, I'm not going to compare it to that. But, like, it's the same thing. And even, like, it's the same thing with anything that re- relates to my job, like, trade-wise. Because I do, like, a lot of plumbing, for example. Plumbing's, like, a lot of human shit. A lot of nasty yeah. shit flushed down toilets, sure. pipes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, before I started, I didn't really have to deal with that. So, like, even just dealing with that, I got to, you know, just glove up, flip a switch off. Yeah, not, not think, think about, about it. it. <laughs> yeah. Same with, uh, I don't know, a lot of units. Like, when I go in, I've had units where you walk in. And there's dog crates stacked up, like stacked up, like three high, fucking three wide, like nine dogs in fucking crates with blankets over it. Like people are like, I, I I'm gonna be honest, I don't know what the fuck they do. I don't think they fight them, but I think people just hoard dogs. They get dogs yeah. for like a mean ghetto guard dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, shit like that. I mean, I can call animal control, but they probably ain't gonna do shit. But like. Those kind of houses, you're going to see shit like that. You're going to see fucking just really ghetto shit. You're going to see the roaches, the fucking griminess. Like, the walls are going to be sticky. It's just one of those things, like, that's one of those places. Like, I have a list of units in my head that when I go to, I leave my tool bag in the car because I don't want it in their house. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I might put a jacket on or something. I just got to flip that switch off, get the fuck in, get the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Like, just go in, do my job, get the fuck out of there. Don't touch anything. Don't really interact with anybody because i want to be in it longer than i have to you know yeah plus i mean usually those kind of places are where the crack is and shit live if you interact with them they're gonna i've had a guy try to sell me three dogs for 25 bucks on a bundle (laughs) deal before yeah it's just is that what he called it a bundle deal yeah and it's funny enough this was that was five minutes after that was after i walked into his house as i was outside in his yard he was trying to sell me his deflated bouncy house in his yard in the middle of fucking january (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was like dude i was like get the fuck out of here i was really hoping he could sell you on something oh he was trying he was fucking trying that was i went down to the basement too and that was he apologized he's like oh sorry for the mess i haven't cleaned in a couple weeks and down it's just like two inches thick with like dog shit in the basement i'm like a couple weeks huh but yeah yeah damn it's just yeah that's just disgusting. It's it crazy to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things I recall you telling me that were just sad to hear about was like, I, again, I might get the details wrong, so I'll try to be sparse so that you can fill in the blanks. But uh, something about, you know, f- kids that were in an apartment and finding out their parents had died or something to that effect. Yeah, the guy that, uh, the guy that I worked with, he found the, yeah, he found the kids that were living I can't remember. I want to say I think they were teenagers, teenagers around that age. But yeah, I think I was telling you they found them, uh, found them under the, living under the bed or something, or standing under the bed because their mom, their mom overdosed, and then I'm not sure if it was before or after she overdosed. Their dad actually tried to break in to another apartment in the same in the same like complex, yeah, in the same like fucking property and everything, and uh, got shot when he broke in. And somewhere along that line, I don't know if they didn't have any, like, next family or if, I don't know. Because, I mean, a lot of these people that uh, live where I work, a lot of them come from Chicago or they came from down south or they're not really from around here a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know if they just didn't have a way to contact family. But I want to say that it was it was like a few months before we found them. So it was, I mean, they were living in there on their own for a while. And I think they, he said that all, the, all that was in there was like a PS4 that they had. There wasn't. You know, I don't even know if they had gas or electricity run to the place anymore. Huh. And uh, these, so you go to, they, this guy goes to this house and these kids are just, they, he didn't even think anybody was there and there happened to be a couple of kids there living there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause as far as, as far as he was concerned, it was just a, it was an empty unit that he was going to, 
start like you know making a list for the maintenance that needed to be done moving yeah. stuff out yeah that's that's all all he thought it was going to be and yeah that happened to be i'm not sure i can't i couldn't exactly tell you what happened to him afterwards hopefully they found some family or some somewhere yeah. to take him but and then uh actually most recently speaking of status stories this is why i didn't get to tell you it actually just happened a couple of days ago we have a uh we have a family which this kind of plays in it plays it it plays in a little bit to ours too but i was uh i was gone a day uh i don't remember what i was gone for but i was gone a day and the day i was gone um there's a family with a small child i think she's four years old i do believe small girl little girl and uh i don't know it's kind of one of those like just i don't know it's just a ghetto situation but the mom's like the mom seems like she's trying to like take care of her daughter do the best with her but it's one of those ghetto situations where i think she just keeps letting the baby daddy back around you know but this baby daddy's fucking just trash and i guess uh because from what i was told from the office workers at my property it's kind of been on the radar for a while but i guess what the day i was gone uh this week or last week i guess it like escalated but the baby daddy is an alcoholic so I guess he was over there drunk as shit and uh, was playing with a gun, like flashing a fucking gun around, doing some shit like that. And it went off, and I guess he actually shot the four-year-old like in the leg or something, the little girl. And uh, as far as I know, Damn. I think yeah, as far as I know, uh, I think the little girl's okay. But my uh, my boss was telling me there was something that happened to where they had to leave the bullet in the little girl's leg. So I'd imagine there'll, there'll be some like long-term, you know, repercussions because of that. But uh, wow. Yeah, from what I understand, though, it's like, and see, the reason I say that plays in the maintenance in the office is because the guy I work with, he was over there that day, I think shortly beforehand, doing some work or something, and then uh, the office ladies, they were, I don't know, in contact with him somehow, maybe about, probably some work-related, you know, but uh, they were, like, kind of aware of, like, the situation over there, and then that kind of puts it on us to like if we need to contact dcfs and get you know child services involved and then i don't know it just you know that is it's a whole tornado of shit and but it's i don't know it's kind of a fucked up situation though there's really just nobody to blame but the parents because as far as like as far as i understand the baby daddy's probably going to be bled back into the picture it's probably just going to be a never-ending cycle you know what i'm saying yeah but it's sad to see firsthand i hear background worked in like small town i you know you'd hear about these things like you see it on Facebook or like read about it or some shit, but you don't you don't realize it's going on that much just a few miles away in a little bit small like bigger town. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of I don't know. It's wild to see firsthand, and it's like it's it's gonna sound kind of fucked up, but it's something I've like I'm glad that I've got to see firsthand because it's really given me a whole new fucking perspective on just the way people live and like the way the system works. And yeah. like, I feel like I've really opened my mind to like understanding the way people live and just like, I don't know a lot of these families a lot more, but on the other hand, it, it also sucks to see that. Cause you just, it's a little fucking girl. You can't really do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that part kind of sucks, but you know, at the end of the day, like I say, you got to flip that switch off and it is what it is. You can't take it home with you. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's fucking wild, dude. Oh and, yeah, and that's why I when as soon as you started saying this last time we were hanging out, I was like, we gotta talk about this uh, on the podcast because if if we could impart anything 
to people that are listening it's my hope that that's that's what it is like what you just said yeah. uh, like and i think it's going to be hard obviously oh, yeah. just yeah. hearing a few of these stories that you've shared and, and yeah because like but. yeah because like i said i mean you can hear stories all day but sometimes i mean if you're like me i'm i'm a person that's i don't know I'm, i guess you call me kind of a critic i kind of I don't know, it takes sometimes it takes like for me to see things firsthand for me to really change my perspective on it. But uh, working out there for just the year that I have, man, I have like, I don't know, just a whole new perspective on like the way things work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the system, the the way the families live, like, I don't know. It's just wild. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine a few other stories that I remember, remember you telling, uh, just to kind of say some random ones. You saw some kids playing with tasers one day out at a, like a local park. So I will say, uh, oh, I can't remember if I don't. I don't think I saw that one, but that was reported to us by a resident while we were at oh, work. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we saw the kids that were running around, but uh, it's not. That's not uncommon. We get because uh, it kind of ties back to what I was saying about just the bad parenting in general. We have. Uh, a surplus of unsupervised children out there. <laughs> yeah. And we're not talking like, we're not talking like even like remotely responsible children. We're talking about kids. I'll throw a brick through your window just for a giggle on a fucking Tuesday. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Damn. the kid, the, I don't know. I had somebody call the kids got a hold of tasers. They were fucking chasing other kids with them out in their courtyard. Little ass kids too. Maybe like, I don't know, ages nine through like 12, maybe just tasing the fuck out of each other. There's just, <laughs> i was like holy shit man that's crazy oh yeah and shit we got that just a couple days ago uh we get complaints all the time about groups whole groups of kids on roofs like up on top of the buildings oh yeah getting on roofs as a kid is lit see it's you lit, know what i mean like <laughs> it's not lit when the building's 120 years old and, like sure. lean into the side you know what <laughs> yeah. i'm saying and like yeah. the kids are jumping up and down and shit i'm like fuck because i'm the goddamn maintenance man it's supposed to be my you know it's like kind of my fucking responsibility is yeah. like make sure that building doesn't fall and i'm like shit. <laughs> right like fucking hell man that's funny you know what i'm saying though as a kid do you remember being a kid it was just lit to get on oh the yeah roof. <laughs> right I, yeah i used to clean gutters for fun when i was a kid yeah I used to get up there and look down and shit i used to yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i take it pretty easy on the kids out there i give them a lot of slack like we've had maintenance guys that literally like would pull up to kids yeah just fucking start yelling at the kids and shit the last time dude the last time a maintenance man yelled at a fucking kid they broke my truck window like i fucking yelled at him yeah maintenance dude yelled at some kid and the kid was like i'm gonna break your fucking window and then he's like yelled something back and then i went off and do some work orders and shit i come back for lunch and my fucking truck windows broke i was like fuck me and like in my head i wasn't like i was a little i was i was pretty fucking mad about it but it was summertime it wasn't cold out sure so i'm like Whatever, my insurance. I got insurance. Mm-hmm. Fucking insurance. Told oh, me so your actual truck, not your work oh, truck. Oh, my personal truck. Not wow. my work truck. Yeah, my personal truck. Shattered the back windshield. And then fucking it, it, $275 out of my pocket to get fixed. Because I wasn't hired on through the company at this point. It was right when I started. I was a temp worker still, yeah. technically. So the company wasn't going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And the total bill on my and windshield. the kid sure as hell wasn't either. No, fuck <laughs> no. Yeah, kid wasn't. I don't, even, dude, I don't even know who the fuck did it. <laughs> I don't even know what kid it was. So yeah, windshield. They, I got a bill for that. It was two hundred seventy-five bucks. I was gonna call my insurance, thinking they were gonna cover it, where they told me I had to pay two hundred fifty bucks and they'd pay the rest. So the insurance covered fifteen dollars, and I had to take two hundred fifty bucks out of my check, all because wow. fucking thanks insurance. Yeah, all because that little bitch ass maintenance man was running his mouth to some kids. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Uh huh. 
Um, any other, like, I don't know what the term is, so I'm going to say freeloader, but any mm. other, uh, because that could be, you could misunderstand me there. What I'm trying to say is, have you ever gone into an apartment that you expected to be empty and there's somebody in there that shouldn't be? Uh, not a human, a lot of okay. animals, but animals. I don't think, uh, <laughs> well, actually, uh, kind of, kind of. So I will say like, not by myself no i've been really high in units and i've heard like because we have duplexes so it's like one connected to the other and i've heard like the neighbor bumping around and i'll be in there with like my my nine millimeter paranoid as fuck because i heard like a couple <laughs> noises because it's like a new unit but uh the closest thing we've ever had to that probably was every now and again uh when we do evictions the sheriff has to do them but he normally takes normally me and the other maintenance guy I work with will go with him because we know the property, and normally he feels better. He's by himself, so if, I don't know if somebody tries to sh- fucking shoot him or something. Yeah. We're there to call 911, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But uh, we had one eviction. This was uh, last year, maybe, end of last year. I can't remember. But we had one eviction, and it's wild. She was actually like a hoarder, and she had been like, playing the system long enough to where she owed our company like 20, 25 grand in back rent. And she hadn't been paying grand for or uh, paying rent for like, I think like two years or some shit. Like, I don't know how she kept stretching that, but she did. But anyway, the day finally came when she was supposed to get the fuck out of there. So <laughs> we showed up with the sheriff and, uh, We, uh, me and the other maintenance guy show up and we're, we're about to walk through there. Cause a lot of times when evictions come, we give them a chance to get all their shit and whatnot. Usually the rest of the day, if like, if they're being cool about it, you know what I'm saying? But after that, anything they leave fucking free pickings for maintenance, you know what I'm saying? So I'll get all kinds of goodies, like small shit too. Just like coffee cups or just like, you know, shit for the shit just to bring home yeah. So like we follow the sheriff in. Because nobody answered the door at this uh, eviction, so we follow the sheriff in, thinking nobody's home. And normally, if nobody's home during the eviction, that means they're already out, and like everything that they left is they it's don't freaking. want. Yeah, yeah. So we walk in, and uh, as far as we know, nobody's home. And bro, this place is just loaded with shit. So like, we're excited, and uh, they go upstairs because the sheriff has to clear the whole house. He's got to do like a room to room, like clear up the whole entire house just to like, I don't know, be sure nobody's in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, he's doing that and I'm outside. I'm like, I, I think I had ran down to the shop real quick to grab something and I was coming back. And as I was coming back, the sheriff and the other guy I was working with were already up their way to st- up the stair, going up the staircase. And I was coming in the door and they got up to the top. And I walked up to the top, and right as I came around the corner, I was about to ask the guy I work with. I was like, uh, or no, I was about to make a comment. I was like, man, I was like, she left a lot of shit because I knew she was like a hoarder, but hoarders hoard, so I figured they'd take all her shit with them. You know what I'm saying? But uh, no, it was all there, everything. But they go upstairs and they open the fucking bedroom door, and the lady was on the on her bed, and she had just fucking take said she said she had taken like a whole fucking bottle of pills i guess so she was just like laying on the bed just like all fucked up and the sheriff's like trying to get her out and like i don't know it was a whole ass ordeal i was high i was high as a kite man I was, we had just smoked our morning joy and i was just like oh my god i was like because this was only this was this is only two months after i saw my first overdose out there in yeah. person so i was like i was like man i'm not trying to go for round two you know sure. what i'm saying yeah uh 
I want to hear about that story, but how early was this in the morning? You said you just smoked your morning joint and this so, lady had just taken a whole bottle of pills, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, so I think this was normally the sheriff do, does evictions at nine, but he was a little late wow. this day. So normally, because normally in the morning we'll have like a little, uh, I don't know, we call it our maintenance meeting. Yeah. And we'll, you know, get a little toasty and go out and do our work orders for the day. It's a good way to start the day. We, we got a little coffee maker and there sure. will have coffee and shit. But uh, we did that. And then we, I think my boss called it, called us and asked if we could meet the sheriff over there. And that's when we went straight from the shop, straight to meet the sheriff. And yeah, apparently lady took a whole bottle of pills, was just fucking upstairs, like dying on the bed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 9 a.m. seems like a rough out. I mean, it look, getting evicted is obviously like, but if you're thinking about a time to evict somebody, that seems like a bad, it seems like the type of people that are getting evicted Bro. are not up at that no. time. Bro, we just did an eviction. This was last week, actually. Is it your last week or early this week? I don't remember. But uh, the dude was home. He was home. It was the second eviction I've ever had home. The one I just told you about was the first one. This dude was way more chill. He just packed his things and fucking left. You know what I'm saying? But he was he was sleeping. He woke. He fucking got to the door. He was like in his fucking jammies, jammies and shit, jammies, <laughs> fucking all like crusty eyed tired of shit i was yeah. just like I, was, I remember thinking to myself i was like man that's got to be a shitty way to wake yeah, up dude. you know what i'm saying i mean granted like he knows sure like, right it's not like it's a surprise it's just the fact that he probably doesn't have anywhere to go so it's still fucking shitty you yeah. know what i'm saying right and that dude had dogs too bro i watched this guy put two pit bulls and like as many, much of his belongings into like a little fucking uh like a little chevy cruise mm. you know what i'm saying those little hatchbacks and i was like man that's it's a rough morning it was like yeah, a monday dude. morning too Damn. Yep. Yep. Shitty. Damn. That mm -hmm. would fucking suck. Yep. Like I said, he was he was pretty cool about it. So like we gave him, I think, the rest of the day to get all of his shit out. Like, okay. Come so back you, and get like, what he wanted at least. Well, yeah, that's cool to hear. That at yeah. least like if it's like because you guys are realistic about it. You know. I mean, it's not like get the fuck out. Yeah, of here, yeah, you know? yeah. I no. mean, it's like a like, pretty firm get out. Yeah. Because like I said, we're 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 owned by a pretty good like big company. So sometimes like. The company tries to get us to do shit, but like, as maintenance guys, we you know, we're just normal guys at work. You know what I'm saying? We're normal fucking people. These residents are normal people, and we see sure. these residents on a normal basis. So a lot of times, we're like, we're a lot more understanding than corporate is. We're like, look, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we'll give you some time, do this and that. Because really, I mean, I watched this guy walk out with his dogs and like a bunch of shit for his dogs that he could fit into his car and like two trash bags of clothes. And I watched him like his fucking TV and like PS5 is on the fucking table, and it's like. It's like, bro, I'm not going to make you leave all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll feel bad, you know? Yeah. So, I'll let, yeah, we, he came back and got shit. Good deal. Yep. Damn, that shit's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said you saw your first overdose on this job. Yeah, and it was awful timing, too, so. Uh, I mean, I, is there ever a good time? I know this is a bad joke, <laughs> but is there ever a good time for an overdose? I guess you got a point there. I guess there's really not, <laughs> but I mean. Sorry. I know granted, that's I guess, I guess, I guess being insensitive i guess it was just bad timing for my schedule yeah the guy just happened to be overdosing but uh I, told, I think i told you last time i was over here we got each of us we have a three-man maintenance crew and each of us takes one week of being on call for emergencies like after work before pretty much 24 yeah. 7 so it was my week and uh i don't remember what day it was it was like a wednesday or some shit but i got a call it was late too it was like 7 30 8 o'clock at night it was pretty late for a maintenance call and uh, all all they said in the maintenance call was the basement was flooding, which the property I work at, it's 
really old. You know what I'm saying? So it has a lot of like a lot of plumbing issues and a lot of unique issues. Yeah. And one of those issues is people love to flush wipes. So like they're uh, like the main sewer line will get like clogged and backed up and they got a drain in their basement. It'll like backflow up through their basement drain. Yep. And it's all, almost always sewage water. So mm-hmm. it's always just human shit, toilet yeah. paper, nasty shit. So I immediately knew. I was like, damn. I was like, it's going to suck. It's going to be a shitty night. Yeah. So, and funny enough, this is before I realized that we actually don't have to clean up water from leaks. It's in the lease that this is the, that's the residence job. Okay. So that that makes the story even more shit. Cause I was out there for no fucking good reason. Cleaning up shit water. Yeah. Cause I showed up at like eight o'clock. I bet and, you they were happy about that though. Oh yeah. They were, they were fucking thrilled about it. I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, so I show up at like eight o'clock and I go there first to like, see how bad it is. Cause it ain't that bad. I'm gonna, like, I was just going to tell them like, I ain't, you know, fucking, do it yourself or some shit but i get there and whole basement's probably like i don't know yay deep half inch inch deep maybe it was just shit water i'm like fuck i'm gonna have to vacuum it out but oh before i walked in so this is before i walked in and <laughs> assessed all that I, I drive my truck to the place i drive my personal truck to on calls and i pulled up and there's we got carports we don't have garages there's a dude sitting in the carport leaned up against the pole like just fucked looking yeah. just all fucked up like groaning and shit and i don't know i'm not in a very good mood for if if i'm at work after hours so i just i walked up to the dude and i was like uh i was like hey man i was like is your basement flooding and this dude just (laughs) 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 he's just so i found out later he was having an overdose but he's just he's just having an overdose outside And I don't know, man. It looked like he was like trying to point to his door. So I thought maybe he was like a cripple (laughs) or some shit. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm like, all right. So I get back in my truck and just drive off to go back to the shop (laughs) to get the vacuum. (laughs) And funny enough, we, we keep Narcan in the shop. Okay. And at this point I'm like, I don't know. I was high, but I I remember thinking to myself, I was like, or that guy's overdosing. I was like, nah, surely not. He's probably just like crippled or something. And, uh, I I was high too. So like, in my head, I was thinking, I was like, maybe it's just like enjoying the weather. It was like fucking 27 degrees. That was cold as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so anyways, I go to the shop and get the vacuum and then I come back and uh, the ambulance is there. It's just like loading this fucking dude up into the, <laughs> oh, like, into the ambulance and shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I go inside and uh, there's like an older woman inside and she's on the phone with somebody like yelling about how this fucking dude outside overdosed and he fucking did it and this and that. I'm just like, oh my god! I'm just in the basement, just squeegeeing shit with my headphones in, like one headphone, listening to her just yell about the overdose upstairs. It was, dude, it was a wild night. It was probably eight thirty before I pulled back in the driveway. I think it was uh, I think I called my fiance. She was work. She works nights. I called her. And I was just like, I was like, you would not believe the night I had. I was like, I've literally seen a shit filled basement and an overdose all in one night within minutes of each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was. I don't know. It's just one of those. I just lo- like it. It's not. It's not funny, but for some reason there is comedy in the story of you pulling up and this guy just oh, like yeah. groaning, and you're like, "Is yeah. your basement flooded?" And it's just like, <laughs> and you're just like, just walk away and get back in the truck. I felt I felt bad afterwards, but it's one of those things because I never know when I'm going to get called in. And like when I started the job, I did my best not to like do anything when I was on call. Try to always be ready for an on call. Yeah. But after a while, man, it's just like fuck it really just devoting a whole week of your life 
to like waiting around for somebody to call you. Sometimes they never call. Like sometimes you don't get any calls. It's just, it really starts just to eat into your personal time. You know what I'm saying? So this was already like, this was at a point when I just said, fuck it and start doing all my normal shit. I had taken like, like I said, it was late at night. I didn't think I was getting any calls. I was in the middle of gaming. I fucking, I was probably, I probably smoked like a quarter gram of wax already. I was smoking joint. I was lit, lit. Like, dude, it was, I don't know. Like, I, this is how I explained it to my brother. I was like, have you ever, you ever been like really high and found yourself in this situation where it's almost like surreal where you just look around and you're like, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? You're like, is yeah. this oh, real yeah. life? Like, that's how I felt. I can't like, believe this is going on right That's now. exactly how I felt. Like, I'm, I was rolling a vacuum, uh, a shit-covered vacuum, since our shit vacuum. I was rolling our shit vacuum up to somebody's house while they were dragging this dude off who was overdosed and while his, like, mom or some shit's inside, like, yelling on the phone. And I'm just high as a kite. I don't... I'm just, it was just a it weird almost situation. probably shot like a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, man. It's just weird. Sometimes I, was, I don't know. When I think about it, it's just weird. Because at this point, too, like, I just moved to that town. Like, so I'm still getting used to the town and, like, the residents and shit. And sometimes I just feel like I just don't, don't belong out there in the ghetto walking through it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you said your first overdose. That makes me think that you've seen another overdose. So I count I count the one the eviction one as an overdose because I did have an ambulance haul her off and shit and she did look pretty fucked up. So oh, I mean okay. I do count that one as an overdose. I think I'm gonna be honest with you. I've there's my job is so packed full of wild things that I think I've seen another one, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. So if it comes to me at some point, I'll remind you about it. Yeah. But I don't I don't think I have. Have you found dead bodies? Not yet, not yet. We we have been sent on a couple a uh, couple wellness checks. Yeah, yeah, but had no a, no dead bodies yet. You've had a gun in your face. We've had guns pulled on us. Yep, yep, yeah. Nothing. Uh, so like I will say, the gun uh, the gun's not so much like in your face threats as like as when uh, so when we do maintenance, we we give the people the option to give us permission to go into their house if they're not home to like do the work, you know. And a lot of people put yes, but they also live with people who they don't communicate that with. You know what I'm saying? That and when the city calls us and tells us that, hey, this unit's using way more water than normal. It, it's They call it a, uh, like a leak report. So, like, we have to go in. Like, even if you don't have a work order, even if you're a fucking paranoid crackhead and you only have in your house, we have to come into your house and look for that water leak because, for all we know, the house could be flooding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we've had a couple instances where we have, we've walked into apartments where either A, we have permission to go in and somebody's maybe sleeping or doesn't know that somebody gave us permission to come in, or B, we have a water leak and the same thing, somebody's sleeping or is not expecting maintenance or right. maybe just doesn't want us to fucking, doesn't want us in there because they're in the fucking shower or something. And we have to come in and we'll come in and we've had people fucking... You know, people, you'd be surprised how many people walk around their house with a fucking gun on them. People will fucking pull their fucking gun out and shit. Like, we'll, we will genuinely startle people. And it's, <laughs> yeah, bro, it's scary because we're not talking like, I don't know, we're not talking people that know how to handle guns. We're talking about small little women, like people that would hold it at you sideways. You know what I'm saying? And just yeah. like accidentally pull the trigger. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah. And like most recently, we uh, I went to a place. This dude, he games a lot, always has a headset on, always never hear shit which isn't a problem but when you walk in so you walk in go up a little bit you have a staircase downstairs and then you got a staircase upstairs and when you the staircase upstairs there's a uh, a bedroom door right there and that's where his desk sits is in that doorway <laughs> yeah 
I fucking went in there one day for a work where I'm, I'm banging like the goddamn police on the door outside trying to get this guy to come to the door and he ain't coming. So I just go ahead and go in and I know he's home. So I can hear the motherfucker up there yelling on the fucking headset. He's mad as fuck up there or something. And I walk in and I get to the staircase and we don't, we don't have work uniforms or anything. So like, like this day, I was more than likely in a black or gray hoodie with my fucking work backpack, my jeans. Like, I I don't really look like a maintenance guy, you know what I'm saying, other than my dirty jeans and a backpack for tools, maybe. But uh, I get to the staircase, and I'm literally looking up the stairs, and I can see the dude on his, like, just fully focused on his game. And I can also see a fucking gun next to, like, like a Glock next to him. And I know it's real because I saw last time I was there on the table, and it's it's a fucking real one. I'm like, I'm like motherfucker. I was like, if I startle this guy even slightly, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm pretty sure this guy sells drugs or some shit. If I startle him slightly, I'm just gonna get shot. And I was like peeking around the staircase downstairs, just like peeking around and just like yelling maintenance. Maintenance. I, I, yeah, dude. That's first thing we do we always i always give them like three good i get i give them a knock i pause i do that about three good times and then if i got permission in or if i have to i come in and i always crack the door and i just yell maintenance that's always always what we're yelling i yell maintenance all through the house too you'll hear me yell it probably 10 times everywhere i go yeah coming into new rooms and stuff yeah i know some people think some people think it's stupid when we walk in like we'll come around a corner and they just look at us like why the fuck are you yelling in my house but it's like bitch i ain't trying to get shot you know what i'm saying yeah yeah <clears throat> that's that's uh pretty crazy that's yeah gotta be kind of scary i think it's funny you said he'll genuinely startle people <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's it's funny too because like i don't know working out there there's kind of like a lot of people got that ghetto mentality where they act all tough all day and shit but you get to see people like actually <laughs> jump and like fucking get real scared like we got one dude, he's he's a pretty tall guy, he's pretty he's pretty, I don't know, intimidating guy if you didn't know him, you know what I'm saying? And uh so one day we go into his house and he's upstairs and we're downstairs, right? And we come in and we're yelling, mate, and we're working on his air conditioner outside out back. We come in the back door into his kitchen and we're yelling, Maintenance, maintenance and uh he's upstairs and we keep me and me and my, my coworker, we keep thinking we hear something. But, you know, we're high. All the units are connected, they got thin walls, so we are like whatever, we brush it off and uh do some work inside and we go back out the door outside to work on the ac unit come back inside we yell maintenance again because we're coming in through the back door not the front door we yell maintenance again just in case do the same thing come back out well the third time i got my coworker. he comes in he goes in front of me and uh right as he's about actually no the third time we didn't yell maintenance we just assumed nobody was home at this point so we come in the kitchen and there's like a little dining room right here and there was a resident home the whole time. And, right, they met in the middle. And, dude, I'm talking, like, they both jumped probably a good six inches off the ground. Fucking yelled. Dude, it was the funniest shit. Because come to find out, the resident was upstairs. We were downstairs. And he said that every time he he was like, I thought I heard somebody yelling. And I guess every time he would come downstairs, we had just went back outside to work on the unit outside. So we was just like a game of cat and mouse. We just scared the fuck out of him the last time. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, the uh, I would, like, have my fucking headphones in or something, and I'd be, like, listening to music and turn around, and there'd be somebody in my fucking kitchen, like, exactly. whoa! And, exactly. yeah, my immediate example right after you scare the shit out of me is to get really fucking mad that you just saw me really <laughs> enjoying that song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, get embarrassed. Yep. Like, what the oh, fuck dude, are you doing in here? We see it, yeah. That's the thing, too, is sometimes, like, I don't know, man. Like, I thought I'm, like... 
have like hearing problems sometimes, but I swear some of these residents are as deaf as shit because we'll be, we'll come in screaming and we'll still catch people just doing weird shit as we're screaming. And like some people just won't answer the door, even though they give us permission to come in on the work order. Like, you know, I'm coming in. You better like say something at least like, dude, I, I came in one time to a house. Uh, she happened to have a couch positioned. Like you come into the door and it's a hallway and right at the end of the hallway, there's a couch right here. Right. And I come into the house and this is a home like, I don't know, normally uh, normally nobody's home at. Like, I know my resident, the unit number's pretty good, and they're like work schedules and shit. So I, I'm pretty confident nobody's home when I go in here. And I'm walking down the hallway, and I don't know, I was being paranoid just because I probably was high. And I was like, I was like, maybe I should just give it a good yell just in case. And right as I came out of the hallway, I just yelled. I was like, maintenance. And she was sleeping on that couch. And she fucking jumps up, throws a blanket off. I was like, oh, shit. I, I felt so bad. And that's not the first time we've done it either. Like, we've walked in so many places and just scream maintenance. And people are sleeping <laughs> in their living rooms and shit. I, I feel so bad every time. I'm like, oh, man. That'd be an awful way to get waking up. Yeah. On your day off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just want to, just like, maintenance. Like, you just, dude, that's, that's exactly how it is. Yeah. It's probably maintenance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm except usually I give it a good cuff and dude, sometimes like, like I said, sometimes if I'm feeling sketched out that day, I'll yell as loud as I can. Yeah. The guy I work with, dude, he's been there for two years and he's got less shame than I do. He'll fucking scream that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, some people just won't answer. Some people, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they think it's funny just to fuck with us. <laughs> oh, speaking. Speaking of fucking with us, you want to yeah. hear? You want to hear a fucked up story? Because I swear, sometimes the residents try to like get back at us and like passive aggressively or some shit. So my first, uh, this was back when I was learning maintenance. My my coworker, he's showing me how to uh, change the wax ring under a toilet. You got to take the toilet off, scrape the wax ring off, do all that nonsense, put a new one on. And can I just say that the wax ring looks so disgusting, even Bro, new. So disgusting. Even new. So disgusting. Like, yeah. I, at first I was like, I was like, Jesus Christ, when we changed it. And then <laughs> yeah, when I yeah. saw a new one, I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't feel as bad. They yeah, just yeah. look like that. No, they're Anyway, just, sorry. Yeah, they're just to... No, trust me, my first one, I was like mortified. I was like, the fuck is that? I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was gross. And this was actually my first one. And the place that I'm doing it at is not very clean to begin with. So that's not helping. But uh, so he's... They have back to, it's a hallway and there's back to back bathrooms in the hallway and both of them need change. So he's doing one and like I'm doing one. He's kind of like coaching me through like if I have any troubles with it, you know what I'm saying? So I get to the point, uh, I got the toilet completely pulled off, the wax ring scraped off and everything. I was changing the floor bolts out too. And I can't remember what, I think he was doing something else in the other bathroom too, maybe like something to do with the bathtub or something. But regardless, we had to run to the parts store in town because I don't know for little stuff or like stuff we ain't got in the shop. We'll just run to the parts store. We got to count there, and we ran to the parts store. Well, the bathroom I was working in, I don't know. A normal person would know I'm working in your fucking bathrooms because I had the toilet like the toilet was completely dry. Like it was a completely dry toilet. I had sucked the water out, fucking flushed the toilet. You know what I'm saying, bro? So I put the t- and mind you, this toilet, it's not sitting where it's supposed to be. It's sitting all the way over by the bathtub, just in the middle of the fucking bathroom. I come back from Ace and tell me why there's a fresh turd in the toilet. Somebody literally took a shit. And there's a working bathroom downstairs. It's a three-bathroom. There's a working bathroom downstairs. Somebody made the conscious decision to go upstairs and say, fuck that, dude. I'm going <laughs> to shit in your fucking toilet that you're working on. Yeah, I do. I was mad as hell about it. 
Like, there wasn't even any water in it. They'd literally dry shit in the toilet that I had to finish putting on there. Yeah, and I just, I've no, I'm not, you know, I just got to guess that water really, like, it's not like it smells any better when somebody takes a shit in the toilet, but I'm, I'm sure that water helps, it helps better. It helps more than you think. Yeah, it helps way more than you fucking think. And the fact that, like, you know, I'm putting the nuts back on the floor bolts, and you got to be somewhat near the toilet seat when you're doing yeah. that. You can put the toilet seat down, but that doesn't, that doesn't hide the fact there's a fucking fresh shit in that toilet, you know what I'm saying? And... I don't know. I was trying to like justify it to my coworker. I was like, "Oh, you know, maybe like, maybe they didn't know this and that." And he was like, "It was it was a house full of like teenage stoners." And he was just like, "He was like, no, they fucking knew. They were just fucking with you." I was like, "Man, you're probably right. Those assholes." (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Because it didn't even like it didn't even look like an unhealthy shit. It didn't even look like an emergency shit. It wasn't like an emergency turd. It wasn't like big. It wasn't like runny. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It was just like a normal sized turd in the toilet. It wasn't an emergency. I know it wasn't. It was a bunch of grown ass men in the house. They could have held it. Yeah. (laughs) It was an opportunity. It was an opportunistic (laughs) shit. Yeah. They were all, they were all literally high as shit and they were like, they probably just looked at each other and like, man, you want to see something funny? That's exactly how it happened. Yeah. That's funny as hell. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, man. That's what they said. Oh, I'm not. I'm just trying. I'm just there trying to help him. You know what I'm yeah, saying? exactly. Like, <laughs> just trying to help him. <laughs> trying to give him a pot to piss yeah, in. I'm trying to make their day better. Yeah, you're literally trying to give him a pot to piss in, and they take a shit in <laughs> while you're fucking fixing Yeah, they it. literally took a shit on my day. I was like, <laughs> or I was excited too. I remember going over there. So I said, I'm a new homeowner, so I'm excited to learn all these things. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to learn how to do a wax ring, this and that. By the end of the time I left there, I, mean, I was learned. like, bro, some bullshit. <laughs> you, got the, you got a learning opportunity. Uh-huh. I learned how to hold my breath for more than 60 <laughs> seconds, too, that day while I was putting the fucking nuts on. <laughs> yeah. You could change, uh, uh, you could replace a wax ring underwater. It's funny, too. With your training. Since that day, <laughs> since that day, I hate doing wax rings, and I've actually, been, uh, me and my coworker, we think it's funny to time ourselves to see how good we can do shit, like, <laughs> properly do shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can, like, I can do a whole wax ring if it's a nasty one i can be in and out of that bathroom maybe 10 15 minutes toilet off wax ring completely off floor bolts changed simply because of that very first one i did i just don't trust people to not take a shit in that toilet now so i'm in and out of the motherfuckers yeah i'm sure i'm not the first person nor the last but uh to make this joke um but that means when i have this issue i know who to call right shit i'm just joking yeah yeah it's funny though because it's funny they say that because uh You'd, you'd be surprised how many like people try to offer me side jobs now that I started doing maintenance. You know what I'm saying? It's not Dude. something that I've ever ever did before. My side jobs before were making edibles for people because I I cooked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I will say it's way better money, but when it comes to like family members and shit, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, they've been there for you my whole life, so it's just like I gotta. Yeah, you feel. I'm gonna like... do, I'm gonna do it for them. I'm gonna fix it, but like, <clears throat> man, it's. That's cool it's always to be able some to bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's never something though. easy when I like go to fix something family. But sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. never easy, but like, yeah, I'm sure it's cool to be able to do that. Oh, definitely. It was like perfect example. A few weeks ago, when we had that last like the last like heat wave. We had. Uh, <laughs> I was able to go over and fix my mom's AC, so that was pretty dope. And that was all something I I owed at working in the ghetto for a year. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we're cheap, we don't pay people to fix our ACs. So that's something I learned, which. A lot of their maintenance jobs, a lot of us, you know, a lot of maintenance jobs, it's like light plumbing, light bulbs and shit. But that's kind of the advantage of working at somewhere like where I work, where they're trying to save money all the time is you learn, you get, you learn to do everything, everything. 
Yeah, so probably just at a glance, like with the, just an air conditioner, you just look at, like, you try to assess which component went out or something. Pretty much. Aside from, like, the refrigerant shit and, like, the, I don't know, like, the vacuum. Because, like I said, I know, like, when it comes to, like, HVAC stuff, I plan on, uh, that's actually why I plan on my, my uh, fiance is finishing up her nursing classes this December, and I plan on starting my HVAC courses after cool. that to nice. actually become certified. So, like, I like to say I know ghetto HVAC work because I know, like, <laughs> yeah. I know how to fix things, but I don't really know why it got fixed, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, like, ACs is, like, a lot of electrical stuff other than, like, the refrigerant and all that shit. Yeah. But ac is mainly electrical the furnaces i have like i have one winter of experience so far with the furnaces and i can do like i can do pretty good stuff like i could i i've changed flame sensors i've helped out with a couple gas valves like that kind of stuff but i don't know if it's just me being paranoid but it's something about like working with gas just gas appliances and shit that sketches oh, yeah. me out because oh yeah it's not my house, you know. If I blow somebody's fucking house up, I'm going to feel real bad. I've, right. I've blown somebody's oven up. Oh, shit. And I felt really? pretty fucking bad about it. I didn't break it? it, but... What was that like? Was it loud? Well, let me tell you. So, I oven, you got another joint there, by the way. Yeah. So the ovens, they have a... Uh, the, our ovens don't have pilot lights. They have a gas line, and it's a, it's called a flat surface igniter. It's pretty much a hot piece of, I don't know hot piece of something but he uh heats up red hot and then when it gets hot enough the gas comes out hits it lights yeah you know what i'm saying well like i said i work in the ghetto a lot of things are different a lot of the ovens are different because they just buy the cheapest ones over the years so they're mm-hmm. different models so all the parts we have are universal parts you know supposed to fit everything yeah well i took a one of the igniters over there one day and then got Luckily, these people weren't home. They weren't home, so I, I wasn't like I was embarrassed just for myself, but nobody witnessed it. And uh, luckily, it didn't break anything on the oven either. I will say that the oven was fine afterwards. But the uh, gas line, this new igniter, sat really far away from the gas line, like to the point where the gas wasn't kicking on. And so I'm like, or it was kicking on, but it wasn't lighting. And I was like, okay, I got an idea. So I just bent the fucker like over next to the gas line. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, I used to be a chef. I don't have a lot of experience. So if you don't tell me how to do something properly, I'm probably going to figure out how to do it, and it's probably not going to be the right way. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, all right, that'll probably work. So I put the shit back in there, and I close the door up, and I slide it back into place, and I fire it up to check, check to see if it worked, <laughs> you know? And I'm sitting there real proud, arms crossed, thinking I really did something. I see the thing glowing, about to light up, and it's not lighting up, but the gas is on. I'm like, huh. And I'm like, maybe I just need to wait a minute. I'm waiting. I can hear the gas hissing. And I got the door shut in the oven. <laughs> and I'm like, right right as a thought creeped into my head that maybe I should shut the oven off and like <laughs> reposition the igniter, it goes, whoa, and just blows the <laughs> oven door open. And just, whoa, and like a big old fucking flame came out. Dude, scared the shit out of me. Scared the shit out of me. They had like a little chihuahua barking in the background and shit. I was like, oh my God. It was, it was okay. I didn't like actually, you know, break anything. Yeah. But. I, probably, I, I fixed it afterwards. Yeah, it was. I got it working before I left. But man, ever since that day, that scared the. Yeah, that was. I can see why. Like, I don't think we should do this. But I've heard. Have you heard uh, that people are talking about whether or not we should like allow gas stoves? I feel like I have seen a little bit, of, a little bit of something about that. Yeah. Which. Which I, I mean, like when you hear stories like that, it's like I kind of get it. Like if something like that can just happen. Honestly, like, I could. I, I would at least be like all for like at least like you have to like have some like some kind of certification to work on them. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Yeah. Because, yeah. for example, in the same, you know, in the same town, we have other properties across town that I know for a fact have maintenance men that are way 
just more incapable than we are. They're way not, you know, I, I mean, just other properties in general, slum lords. This goes for anywhere. There's maintenance men that are way worse than I am yeah. working on gas appliances, which is fucking terrifying. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that is. I mean, to give to give you an example of how, like, and this is just out here. Before, I, I took it upon myself to buy the guy I work with and me these nice little like gas test gas testers. You like run them on gas lines and it'll beep when it detects gas, check for leaks and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because before that, for my first like five months there, uh, I remember I did the first gas valve with him, and afterwards, I was like, "How do you check for gas? You just like." listen for it smell it you know what i'm saying he was like oh i'll show you he grabs a big lighter and he just runs it down that fucking gas line just runs it down that gas line <laughs> he runs it all what? over the fittings and shit nothing happened and i was just like my god man i was like have you ever found a leak doing that and he goes nope and i'm like well, i'm like what the fuck happens if you do and he goes i don't know <laughs> i was like dude you can't be doing that shit That's funny insane. enough we funny enough he found a leak like that one day, and it didn't blow up. It was on a water heater gas valve. Uh, somebody put it in too loose. It was the other guy we worked with uh, a few months ago. But, like, it just it's, it looks like a lighter flame, a real big lighter flame. You know what I'm saying? I think it's got something to do with the pressure. It doesn't suck back and, like, blow up the house. But mm. I don't know. It's real scary when it lights. We were, yeah, I've, seen him, run like that. I've seen him run the lighter and it light. It's, it's fucking scary. My heart dropped. I thought I was dead. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> by the grace of God that it didn't go Dude, back yeah. into the pipe and blow the whole house up. Yeah, and then that's on the same thing insane. with the gas stoves, I was, doing a, uh, I was doing an empty unit, working on an empty unit one time, and uh, we got cheap ones and the knobs, they stick out a little bit on them. And I bumped a knob right before I left. I literally threw my backpack on. It, like, must have caught the knob or something as I was walking out the door. And luckily enough, our cleaner, because we don't clean the apartments. We got, like, a company that comes and cleans them. Our cleaner happened to stop there at, like, 3 o'clock. We leave at 5 o'clock. She stopped there at 3 o'clock. And the whole place was filled with gas. Because I, I left at probably, like, 10 a.m. that day. Oh, and, and I smacked one of those burners, filled the whole place with gas. Which, I mean, blowing up an empty unit sounds bad but then you're like oh at least you didn't kill anybody but these are duplexes and the place next to it was occupied you know what i'm saying like yeah i could have blown somebody the fuck up i really i want to be honest i'm comfortable doing electricity and like plumbing and just hvac just about anything but gas i've been doing it for a year now and i still like get nervous every time i work around it you know what i'm saying yeah which i guess it's kind of a good thing yeah, that you treat it with the respect that it yeah needs to be treated with. Yeah, electricity would fuck with me. I feel like that's the shit can go bad really quick. We know somebody that his dad. Uh, I'll just say it on the podcast. I don't care. His dad. Uh, he was doing like sign work or something, and this guy like I don't know how it happened, but he grabbed up accidentally hit a power line, and. Uh, he said before he knew it, like both of his legs were blown off. Oh, I fucking bet. Like it I went through bet. him and just like, boom. Bro, I've never, I've never taken anything over 120 volts and like, I mean, 120 volts. It doesn't like, I mean, I wouldn't say it hurts, but it's definitely not comfortable. I couldn't imagine grabbing a power line. That's one time at the old apartment that I lived at. Uh, Justine can vouch for this story because she remembers it. It was like during the pandemic, so we were all like locked in our houses and stuff. Uh, yeah. It was in the summer, and uh, so yeah, it was that summer where like all the people were like protesting and shit and like yeah. looting and all that stuff. And um, I just remember we had all of our windows open, and we just hear like, boom, 
and then it's like i look i look over and i see the window and i just see a squirrel flying through the air (laughs) i'm talking like 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 flying through the air like sideways and i'm just like holy shit did i just see that and like i was telling justine about it and like as we're talking about it we just start hearing like this like scream like wah 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 and it's just this like squirrel this other squirrel that had like perched up and it's just like like screaming to the world like i i felt like it was like just (laughs) screaming because it's partner like but we went outside and you could literally smell the meat cooking from like like, did like hit one of the what they call them like transformers or some shit yeah it blew it fucking up it blew it up amarin ended up having to come out and um (laughs) dude uh it i think we saw half of it it blew it in half like like in almost in half i saw most of its body going through the the air that's wild yeah isn't that crazy i just think it was crazy that i literally saw it flying through the air because it's like it happens so quickly you know like boom was and then like? i look over and then there's just a squirrel like flying Damn. through the air huh yeah i mean <laughs> i'm trying to process that in my head was it like torn apart was it in two pieces when it yeah like, really? yeah like it's bottom oh, okay. half it's like almost like it's like legs oh, so got it blown definitely off dead. it wasn't like oh, it was, there was zero chance okay yeah okay. it was dead but the yeah. other squirrel like seemed like emotionally like involved like it was like hmm. my my boy <laughs> you know something like that you know Shit. I don't know. That's the vibe I was getting. Oh. But uh, did I ever tell you about? Uh, I want to ask you some more crazy things about about your job before we close out. But uh, did I ever tell you about uh, the house down the road blew up, or it's a shed? Man, so I think I remember hearing my brother telling me about. Oh, I never got details on it though. Yeah. So think. one day we're just like sitting in here, right? We're just like watching TV. <laughs> And it's just like, boom, like in the whole fucking house shakes. I'm talking like I thought somebody what, <laughs> had like time, breached. What time, what time is this? It's in the evening. Okay. It's well, it was, yeah, it was nighttime actually. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to ask Justine. I don't know if she can hear us right now. Justine. No, nah, it's all right. But uh, anyways, I thought somebody had like breached the back half of our house. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I pictured. Like you know, like when the SWAT team they like do that like one last yeah, thing, and yeah. then they swing and like the battering boom! ram thing. Yeah, yeah they yeah. like ram. Yeah, yeah. That's because the whole fucking house shook. Oh my god! And I immediately got up and go, you know, for what everybody goes for. You know, it's like some sort of weapon to defend yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're just in like a frantic haze, and then you hear like fire trucks flying down. And I'm like looking down the road, and I'm like, holy shit! There's just like smoke going and yeah dude it had so i talked so uh um basically i guess the shed had a lot of like gas in it i guess and it was stored improperly and somehow it just exploded but uh like propane i don't know i don't know what kind of gas but i'm guessing yeah but uh just another story that i heard so my aunt lives about a block away from that like from that house and she said she was sleeping bro so it was that late it had to have been like eight or nine and they said they were like trying to get to bed early or something maybe they were just in their bedroom i can't remember exactly but the fucking picture frame blew off the wall like it was it fucking 
rocked this fucking joint, dude. It was it was a huge explosion. Like I was like, <laughs> man, I bet that was so startling. It was. I bet that, <laughs> it was I bet jarring. Shit, yeah. I can't even imagine. And so like that experience combined with uh, I know this sounds unrelated, but that experience combined with one time there was a flyover in Champaign when we lived there, like, yeah. uh, like over a Memorial Stadium where they had like a fighter jet over. And it's so crazy how quickly that happens. So you combine that thought with the explosion and it's like, oh my God, I can't imagine living somewhere. Cause like you, all of a sudden you just hear like, and then but like, but then like within three seconds, it's like, like really loud. And then they just shoot over you. And then you said that was like a a shed that blew up or a garage. Mm -hmm. It was just a shed. So was it next to like, I'm assuming it was on like the same like residence. Oh yeah, dude. It blew the fucking house apart. And, uh, was the person home? No. Really? I, well, yes, I think he was. Did he get fucked up? <laughs> I don't think so, because really? he lived in front of... Uh, so what he did for a while was he had like a camper right in front of his house while he was waiting for insurance to assess it and everything. Because, huh. you know, you're not allowed to like... They have to like assess it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't totally understand it. But he yeah. just set up a camper like right in front of it all. So it's, his house was all like taped off and stuff. And so for a while, he just, like, literally lived in a camper in front of his own house. Bro, that'd be embarrassing as fuck, just being known as a guy who fucking blown your own house up. (laughs) Dude, it was crazy. (laughs) I definitely, I can tell you, I definitely would not have parked my camper in front of my own fucking mistake for everybody to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would have went and hit in, like, I don't know, a hotel or, like, the woods somewhere. No, he fucking owned it. He was like, I'm not in the wrong. (laughs) I did not do anything wrong. That's wild. See an old man? He's old, ain't he? I don't know. I I honestly wonder, like, if it was even, like, I'm definitely going to check it now that I'm talking about this on the podcast. Like, was it even on the news? Because I don't remember any news. I mean, it was a big deal here in town, but, like. I don't remember seeing any, like, I don't think it was on the news. Because I didn't hear anything about it. My brother said it might have been, like, a propane tank. He thought it was, like, a propane tank or some shit, but that was, like, as much as I heard. Man, I wish I would have recorded that because that would have been, like, on-the-ground footage. Like, on-the-ground reporting. Like, reporting live here. There's been a, (laughs) there's been an explosion. (laughs) you know that's wild yeah that would have been insane but anyways that's not what we were here to talk about i just brought it up since you brought up uh that minor explosion you uh had experienced it reminded me of the only explosion like i've ever experienced that was oh like, yeah i will i will say it probably definitely was not like shed full of gasoline pig, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? it was like oven full of a little gas pig yeah but, but it blew the fucking oven door open you said it did it, did. it was impressive yep yep that's I blew crazy it. yep I blew that oven up, caught an oven on fire before trying to do some rewiring on it. Saving company money. You know yeah. What I'm saying? <laughs> Saving company money, risking your own life. You know how you it know. is. Yeah. Yeah. The American dream. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Well, um, any other uh, crazy stories that have come to mind uh, through this conversation that, that we haven't discussed yet? Like any crazy moments, sad moments, funny moments? I mean, we've talked a lot about it crazy stuff but is there oh been yeah any, i mean like... i got some i got some funny ones some more like lighthearted ones i guess uh sure we got a couple of young ladies who have a german shepherd it's like mm-hmm. i think it's the most sport dog or something but i don't know he's got a <coughs> quite the personality to him we got second store roof and then like the first story roof kind of sticks out it's like a flat roof so you know you can come, you can climb out like a second story window and like walk on the roof you know what i'm saying but uh i pull up to the shop one day i'm coming back from work orders and some like dude comes up and is like, man, have you seen my neighbor's dog, Big German Shepherd? And I was like, nah, man, I ain't seen. It. I'll keep an eye out though. 
and I pull up to the shop, and I, I don't know, man, something just caught my eye. I thought it was a big-ass squirrel or something just caught my eye, and I look up, and it's a goddamn German Shepherd on a roof. And I'm like, fucking dog's on the roof. It's just running back and forth. I think I have a video of it on my phone. But, uh... <laughs> Funny enough, I told a uh, told a guy I work with. He, uh, I told him I was like, oh, I got this, and I went and got a ladder. And uh, I don't know, we had just got a, it was the end of the day, man. We were probably getting off in like 30, 40 minutes, maybe. I was feeling real good. We just got done smoking at the end of the day, and for some reason in my mind, because the window was open upstairs, the dog had like there was a screen that had pushed through and got on the roof, and for some reason in my mind, I'm like. I'm like, all right, go up the ladder, throw the dog over your shoulder, go back down to the ladder. And the thought never crossed my mind just to put the dog back in the window. You know what I'm saying? I was going to carry this full-grown-ass German Shepherd down. I'm only 150 pounds. I was high as a kite. It's raining outside. It's slippery. I was going to carry this whole German Shepherd like a fireman down this fucking ladder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I get up on this roof, and I don't even know this dog. I've, I've never met this dog before. I get up on this roof. And this dog's just looking at this strange man, like, doing one of these. I'm trying to figure out how to pick this dog up, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah. And, like, the owner's watching me, and it's a male dog. So I'm also, I don't know, I'm high. I'm overthinking everything. I'm trying not to grab the dog's pecker and do just weird shit to this fucking dog. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I literally, like, I was about to, like, I finally got, like, I thought I thought I had, like, a good, like, stance on to just, like, toss it over my shoulder and go down the ladder. And then right before I was about to do that, one of the older, like, one of the guys that used to work there, he was just like, just put it back in the fucking window. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this, like, 30 minutes ago before <laughs> I've been up here wrestling this dog on a roof? You right. Know what I'm just watching me fucking struggle. And you, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I swear that's, I don't know, that's a, favor, that's a favor between the maiden staff is watching me struggle because I'm always high and I don't, first thought that comes to mind is what I'm going to try. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They'll let me know before I fuck myself up, but I think they like watching. That's funny. That's funny. How's the weed? Uh, dude, phenomenal. Good phenomenal. Good my uh, my brother actually hit me up yesterday, last night, and he was like, "Oh, I got a, I got a branch of uh, homegrown from a dude that I'm gonna let you try." And I said, "Shit, good luck." Because <laughs> <laughs> I told him I was just like, "Man, I don't think it's, it's going to compare to this." You know what I'm saying? This is a labor of love, right? Here, yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> I hope it does, though, man. You have to let me know. You have oh, to yeah. Let me know. It's always nice to hear when there's a good home grower. So I'm going to a home grow uh, competition this weekend. Actually, it's going to be. I'm not participating in it, um, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see like the people that are. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like definitely. see what what they doing. It's in this bar called uh, Blue Island Beer Company. It's like Southside Chicago. Oh, so yeah. it's I like it because I don't have to go into fucking Chicago yeah, for yeah. it. You know what I mean? But yep, it's st- I yeah. mean it's still a pretty good drive though. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, a- any other uh, funny or you know uh, I guess ha- you know happy stories? I mean a lot of, again a lot of these stories we told. It's like man takes takes the life out of you. But is there any like ah oh, yeah. this was a good moment or interesting interaction, wholesome? <sighs> Shit, it's always hard to think of them right off the top of your head. Right. Yeah. I was gonna make a list before I came here, but I came it's from work, good. so you know. <laughs> it's all good. When, uh, you know, when this doesn't have to be the last time, so one of the things that happens after you do something, like, you know how it is, you'll have, like, uh, 
I hosted a debate on the podcast. So a few people have hit me up afterwards and like, I should have said this, this and this, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's not going to be like that, obviously, because this isn't a debate. But when you step away from this and think like different things, yeah, for sure. Like take a note on your phone or something and we can do this again. It'd be oh, cool yeah. to uh, oh, yeah. chop it up. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, you know, the reason I wanted to do this is, uh, like, like we said earlier to give people, you know, that's like the deep reason that, the, but another reason yep. is I just thought your job was like, it's fucking interesting. And it I thought it'd be cool I, to trust me. I, when I started, I thought like my mind, I'm thinking like plumbing, light bulbs, changing light switches, maybe like house stuff. I wasn't thinking like chasing feral cats, fucking like crowling kids away from things fucking you know just doing like i don't know just it's almost like general community work it's almost like not even being a maintenance man it's almost just like doing your best to take care of the fucking community you yeah. know what i'm saying cleaning up their trash fucking making sure their kids ain't getting fucking hurt on trees and shit mm-hmm. it's just it takes a lot out of you though let me tell you it's it's a demanding job yeah that's one thing i wanted to ask you um have you seen uh like have you walked in and seen like a crazy drug operation? I mean, you said you've seen drugs, but have you ever seen like, okay, that's like obviously something <laughs> yeah, going yeah. on here. I wouldn't say know? like anything crazy. I see some like, I see some nice little gross setups for like okay. bud and shit, like tents and shit. But mm-hmm. I mean, like we have, so we have a couple of units out there who like drive real nice cars and then never have never put in a work order since I've ever been there and shit. And you know, they might have some going on, but like me personally, I've never, I've never seen anything weed here this and i've seen like i've seen people's like coke trays and shit but i mean a lot of the times i mean they see me i'm i don't know i wouldn't say i'm like i ain't gonna say i'm classy but i mean most people when they see me they know i'm at least smoke or drink or do something <laughs> you know what i'm saying so they usually they usually assume i'm pretty chill yeah but i haven't seen anything like wild out there but i will say in my time in my one year there i think we've had shit we've had we've had the feds out there we've had the u.s marshals out there once doing a raid i had to fix somebody's uh door a few weeks ago because they got fucking battering rammed like we were talking oh, about shit. earlier yeah. yeah they battering rammed their th- showed up and their doorknob instead of being round it was like the whole side of it was just flat dead like the first like ramp it looks like <laughs> they missed the door and like accidentally like hit the side of the doorknob yeah and just flattened that thing holy yep. shit yep wow but I'll tell you, the doorknob still works, and it's still flat because they didn't want to pay fifty bucks for a new doorknob because they got raided. So yeah, yep. damn, yep, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Does that shit happen often? Raids? Yep. So they've been raided. We've had uh, one dude got raided. I think it was either right when I started working there, or shortly before I started working there, uh, for child pornography. That's what he got raided for. Oh, shit. Two raids for drugs. And then, uh, what was it? No, that we didn't. We didn't. That was that's all the raids we I knew of since I've been there. The other one I was thinking of wasn't a raid. It was a a pedophile's house. It was a pedophile that moved out or died or something. It was like an old man pedophile. And uh, my, my boss got a snow cone machine, like one of those carnival snow cone machines, out of the pedophile's apartment. I was like, holy I was shit, like, Man, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Damn, that's mm-hmm. like. You know, I'm sure that thing's haunted. I mean, have a snow cone and get possessed. It's a it's a nice little machine. Or no, I tell you that back. It's a it's a cotton candy machine. That's what it oh, is. It's cotton candy. Yeah. Damn, that's like creepy. It's one it's reason. one or the other. I can, my memory's a little foggy, but regardless, it's it's creepy. Yeah, it's in yeah. good shape though. I'm sure. I'm sure he kept that thing in damn good shape. My coworker came into a unit <laughs> one day, so my coworker uh, 
he was walking an empty unit, like a fresh unit that was already like moved out. So everything left, like I said, was ours to pick through if we wanted it. He decided he wanted to show up early and go through the go through the unit before anybody got there. And I pull into work in the morning and I'm sitting there and I'm like smoking my morning hitters in my car. And I look over and my my coworker's sitting there and he's got his hands on the steering wheel like this. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And I get out of the car and he's still got his hands like this. And he's asking me if I got any hand sanitizer. And I gave him some hand sanitizer. And <laughs> he starts telling me that uh, he went and looked at this unit before work. And he's like, man, I was looking in the closet up on the top shelf. He goes, I saw a, I saw a bong. It was like, he goes, it was about this big and it had like a little, you could see the bowl on it and shit. And he said he grabbed it and it wasn't a bong. It was a dildo with like one of the little, little vibrators on it. Like, oh. you know, like little rabbit dildos. And he said it was sticky as shit. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah. And, God, no, I mean, who knows who the fuck it was? We, we, don't, we don't know, you know, we don't remember who lived there. Yeah, so, damn, that's yeah. something that's harder to flip the switch off on. You, like, had to drive It's the like car you got the switch. <laughs> that's, like, one of those vulnerable moments when you're, like, just trying to look at something and you think, and you... <sighs> man. Yeah, imagine imagine his disappointment. Like, I saw it on his face, but I couldn't imagine the disappointment in the moment when you thought you found a nice new piece and it was just a sticky used dildo. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. just the worst. That just, is... just last week, I found a I found a dildo left next to a bed. It was on an end table. It was, it was after they moved out. They left all this shit. Was or, it like mounted to the end table? Oh no, it was like it was like one of the little pink vibrator ones, oh. like little egg shaped ones. I can't think of what they're called, but uh, it was one of those. But right next to it was a full bottle of mood stabilizers. And I was like, I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, what mood a combination. Stabilizers. Yep. What the I can't remember what even for shit stabilizing your wild moods apparently okay yeah apparently there was just a crazy bitch that lived there that was horny and out of control because like a like a like a prescription prescription or oh yeah like like... a prescription oh okay i gotcha you can i mean i wouldn't take my word for this because obviously i'm not a fucking doctor i'm a maintenance man but i'm pretty sure sure, i'm pretty sure mood stabilizers are for uh people with like maybe schizophrenia or something like along those lines Mm. like a psychotic mental condition something that makes you a little off but (laughs) I can't remember the name of the medicine, but it literally said, like, we looked it up, and it was like a mood, it was a mood stabilizer. Hmm. I was yeah. like, man, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, like I say, yeah, wild job, and like you said earlier, I think it's interesting that you just got into it to, like, potentially learn new things. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, this will be, like, an interesting, maybe, you know, maybe it won't be easy, but I'll learn yeah. some you know, good life skills that, that'll be handy in life. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've learned, I mean, the life skills that I've learned definitely aren't the life skills I thought I was going to learn. I'll put it <laughs> like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I've definitely learned the house maintenance because everything we do, I mean, we're on a budget. So if we don't have the parts, maybe we do it a little like we rig it up a little bit. But I do know how to do everything properly for my own house or when I do have, you know, when I have the time or the parts at work, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, like I said, like seeing how people live, like, I don't know, seeing that side of the world, I guess, like, in person it's just taught me a lot i guess yeah yeah taught me a lot to be, be a lot more understanding i guess of people's situations yeah yeah i think especially the like the kids that and like you i don't know one of the things that you said that stuck with me is that the the parents it's obvious that like if the kids are growing up in that environment the parents probably grew up in that environment and they just like think it's okay yeah, and see, that's yeah. a debate me and uh, I mean, the guy I was working with have because his, because uh, we're talking and we're talking about like getting child services involved with that one family I was talking about. And uh, 
it's just like it's hard because uh on one hand like he knows he knows people personally that were like grew up in foster care and dealt and so he knows that side like personally you know what i'm saying i don't really know anybody that grew up in foster care so i haven't seen that side so he was saying that like you know it sucks if you call child services too because that four-year-old like she does have a loving mom and she just wants to be with her fucking mom you know what i'm saying like i don't know you know i don't know how the four-year-old feels about her baby daddy sure. but she definitely probably wants to be with her mother you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and calling child services there's probably a good chance it's going to get taken away from yeah. the mom you know what i'm saying so that sucks for the kid but on the other hand, like I was telling them, it's also, like I told you, it's unless the kid breaks the cycle, it's kind of a vicious cycle, you know what I'm saying? The kid grows up like that, the parents grew up like that, they just they just don't know any better, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which sucks, a lot of the kids out there, like, I wouldn't say, I'm, I don't know, I don't really have any, like, fatherly, fatherly bones in my body, so I don't yeah. really, like, I don't, I don't talk to any of the kids, but the kids I have interacted with, like, well, they're not fucking shit up. They're just, they're normal, nice kids. You know what I'm saying? They're just, they're bored. They don't have anything to do. You go into their homes and like, it's just, I don't know. They have, they might have toys, but there's no fucking parents around. There's nobody to, you know, educate, I wouldn't say educate them, but I don't know, do shit with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They ain't got fucking parents. It's just kids raising kids out there. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Nope. That's insane. Well, dude, thank you for, uh, coming out and smoking weed and telling us crazy yeah, stories yeah. appreciate and you having me man yeah it'd be cool to do this again sometime so. oh yeah for sure for sure well hell yeah well uh i'm going to